0: Tune in to Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson. Who is Regina Johnson? Regina Johnson. Author, pastor, motivational speaker, and life coach. Regina is inspirational, motivating others to live out their purpose. Regina Regina is is passionate, tenacious, and relentless about helping others fulfill their destiny. Her goal is to bring a refreshing to someone's life. Join us every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Dial in to share your heart with Regina at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. And remember that Regina says... We
1: all know you really haven't failed until you stop trying. I want to be to people what others have been to me. And so that's, that's really the purpose of
0: Refresh. It's the end of the day for people to feel refreshed. So call in at 657 383 0309. That's 657 383 0309. You'll be blessed by her wisdom, strategies, and encouragement. That's Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson, a never had it so good sports media network.
1: To give a quick
2: shout
1: out uh, to my girl Princess Cooper, who is celebrating her birthday on today. Um, we'd like to say happy birthday to you. If I could sing the birthday song really well, I would, but since I can't, a wonderful day for you, and I hope that your celebration time is uh, all that you would hope for it to be. Uh, today's show. Uh, is going to be a show that's very near and dear to my heart. If you've been following me on Facebook, you've probably seen uh, quite a bit of info going forth about a young lady whose name is Myra Nicole, who has been in a battle, a battle of battles. And uh, she's going to be my guest today. And she's going to share with you her journey as well as how Um, she's hoping that it's impacting the lives of others from a positive perspective and maybe giving you some information on how to fight your own battles. Before I bring her on, I want to tell you that um, from a Christian perspective, nothing is too hard for God. And I believe that today through her story, you will see that the impossible can be possible and that you are not in your journeys, whatever they are, alone. And so I want to welcome to the show um, uh, Myra Nicole. Welcome to the show, Myra.
3: Hey, Ms. Regina.
1: (laughs) And give a shout-out to the rest of the listeners. Yes,
3: hi, listeners. Sorry, it's my first
1: time. (laughs) (laughs) That is perfectly all right. That's perfectly all right. I was hoping that you would be up to it today, uh, and so I was so excited to find out that you were still ready, ready to be here today, because your story is not only a story of just, I mean, boy, you got to be made of some good stuff to be able to fight your way through it, but it is an encouraging story, and it is a story of hope and uh and strength. Uh Myra, I I met you a few years ago through um your cousin and uh, I love calling her. She's like my love daughter and uh Natalie uh and um but I, I met you but I didn't really get to know you. You were prepping at that time, uh, to get married, but I I met you at your grandmother's house. Um and yeah. uh-huh. so I knew very little about you. Um and so I kind of want you to kind of jump in and uh just tell a little bit you know about yourself
3: okay well uh, i do i'm i don't know let's say about
1: myself uh i i'm i'm gonna help, i guess i'm gonna help okay. you out a little bit. <laughs> I don't know where we wanted to start. Well, you know what? I want to. I want to. I want. One of the things that I really want people to see is that, you know, you you're a norm, you're a normal person. You're 32 year old female, who loves God and loves life, right? Yes. You, you yes. have a loving family, a supportive family. Um. You know, you just just going through life, right? Yes. I know. I I
3: had um. Last year, I had gone through a, a very large battle as far as, like you said, when you met me, I was getting married. I actually had a very hard marriage and was going through a divorce uh, last year that I re- it really uh, strengthened my relationship with the Lord. I spent a lot of time in my prayer closet and just fasting and praying and, and uh, just kind of, you know, getting my faith stronger which i think really helped me a lot when i got the the um cancer diagnosis because i had already strengthened my relationship and you think like oh i i went through a trial and i got to go through another trial and you know another trial but i uh listened to a lot of uh, motivational speakers and and preachers and pastors and um i think it was T. D. Jakes, but he had said something like you're either Starting a trial, in
1: the middle of a trial, or ending a trial? I think I've heard, you know? I think I've heard that, too. I don't know exactly who it was that said it, but I, I remember hearing that. Well, you kind of let it out before we even got started, but you're right now in the middle of a trial. So at the mm-hmm. end of what you would say, one of the largest trials that you have had to encounter, you were, you came out of one year, and then on Mother's Day – of 2018, you were hit with another trial. Tell yeah, me. and I felt
3: I felt like my like my life. I had I had you know the divorce and everything was final. I had gotten you know my own place and I started doing my own thing and I got everything together and I felt like life was great. I lost a hundred pounds. I had oh. started you know I had worked out. I had lost weight. I had I was just in the best shape of my life and my job was going really good. And then it was just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, on Mother's Day, I was driving to work. I had two jobs, and uh, I worked Monday through Friday as a apartment manager. And then Saturday and Sunday, I did activities with the elderly
2: uh-huh. at a senior citizen home. Right.
3: So I was on my way to work, and I got a really bad cramp in my leg while I was driving. So I pulled the car over, and that's when I had my first seizure.
1: So you were in the car alone. Yes. Uh, uh, were you on the freeway? Were you?
3: No, I in... was. I was just on. I was on uh, Gladstone.
1: Okay, I was. So on, just, I was not very far in Conroe. I was just on a on a road. Just on. Just in. Kind of. Well, I know Gladstone, and Gladstone's pretty busy.
3: Mhm. I
1: Gladstone's pretty busy, and so you you have a cramp in your leg, and then you have your first seizure. Yeah, I pulled
3: the cart because I had the cramp, and usually, you know, you get the cramp and you gotta flex. I was like, let me flex my leg. I pulled, I pulled over, I put my flashers on, I start flexing my leg, and then I had my first seizure. And uh, a man ended up coming to my car and saying, ma'am, uh, I saw your flashers were on for about five minutes, and uh, I-, I wanted him to see if you were okay. And I was like, well, maybe I'm just really tired. So I ended up calling into work, and when I went home, I had two more seizures, and I called my mom. And when she came to come get me, um, I was very lethargic, and I ended up, when she came to, like, get me up, the left side of my body, which it still is um, very numb. I don't have, like, full function on my left side. Uh, And I fell out of my bed, and I ended up hitting my neck. So my mom was like, we have to take her to the hospital, make sure she didn't break her neck. Right. Right. And they took me to the hospital, and then um, I had another seizure. And when I had that seizure, that's when they did the scan, and they said, oh, she's got um, tumors in her, two tumors in her brain.
1: Okay. Let's let's back it up a little bit. When you were in the car... And you had the first, um, and you had the first seizure. Did you know you had a seizure?
3: I knew after the fact, um, because I had on when I had those. I've had multiple seizures since. They have me on a very high dosage of medication to stop my seizures. Right. Um, but,
1: but, but those, while you those were,
3: were very, the, the yeah. Car. While I was in the car, I felt like I was being electrically shocked. Really? So I uh, yeah I didn't technically know it was a seizure until later that they were like I thought it was like a stroke or something. I it was it was very very scary.
1: Okay. And, uh, and so you drove you drove yourself from from there. You go to your home. You okay. call your mother. She comes. They take you to the hospital. <laughs> when you are at the hospital, and they tell you that you have um tumors on your brain, and I know this is probably like a really strange question, but some people really, um, you have people that are in the middle of this journey. And, uh, uh, and, and so they need to know that when you first heard that, I know for myself, when I received information from the doctor that I was not expecting to hear, it was almost like getting the wind knocked out of me. When you heard that what what was your thought?
3: Um, in all honesty, when they first told me, it was like a like a I didn't believe it kind of thing. Uh-huh. Like, oh, there has to be there has to be something wrong. I had they would ask me like, did you have any headaches? Do you have any? Of this? I had absolutely no signs, no symptoms. And so the most difficult part was that after I had gotten a divorce, I could no longer afford health insurance.
1: Uh-huh. So I was
3: on my own working two jobs, barely making it, and I couldn't afford the health insurance. Right. So I'm there without health insurance to get any sort of, you know, uh, help and stuff. Right. I had gotten, before my insurance expired, I had gotten a blood test to check for any type of cancer, and I got a mammogram, and I got, you know, all of my womanly exams and my eyes and my teeth. I got everything done before health insurance expired.
1: And uh and so I had, you're thinking you're good.
3: Yeah, I'm thinking I'm good. I'm like, okay, I can make it this year, and then next year I'll have to, I'll put some money aside, and I I can get health insurance next year. I'll be good. Right. And um, so I had never been to the hospital before mm-hmm. since I was born. Wow. I got sick maybe once or twice a year, and it would be like, when the seasons would change, my allergies would get really bad. Right, right. Um, and that was it. So I was like, I'm good. Like, I'm healthy. I've, I've lost all this weight, and I'm, I'm doing good and stuff. So it was kind of like a, like a, are you serious? But, like, I was like, uh, okay. And uh, it was just all very fast. It was from the 13th that I had the seizures, and I believe two days later, they put they sent me in for the craniotomy, But they did the the They were going to try to remove the tumors, but they were too involved into my brain. Right. Uh, There's the right uh, right occipital and the left parietal. Right.
2: And
3: um, the tumors. And so they took the just segments and did, like, scans and basically told my mom, well, she doesn't have insurance, so you're just going to have to take her
1: home. Stop. We have two minutes before the break, and I want to go into that. And so – we're going to pick up in just a second. We're going to take a small break because I, I I was asking the question, you know, how did you feel when you found out? But we're going to jump into how do you feel you have no insurance and you found out, and they're saying, Well, you're just going to have to take you home. I'll yeah. be right back. For those of you that are listening to Refresh, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back in just a moment. Never Had It So
0: Good 101.1 is proud to have Talk Radio on their platform Like Pastor Regina Johnson Refresh Radio James Deshaies Thoughts, Love and Reflections Daquan King Revive Radio Warren Sally With Man Cave Radio Sky Wonders With Unmuted Your Voice Matters Wake Up Call Radio With Pastors Warren and Annie Sally Peace Within Radio with Henry Washington The Bible Has the Answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams Dig Radio with Pastor Annetta Watson Crazy Sports Mom with Doretha Anderson Been There, Done That with Cindy Smith Pave Your Way to Success with Rudy and Michelle Govan Spiritually Reincarnated with Gilbert Signs, In Times Like These with Benita Coney Sports Talk Atlanta with Matt D. and Travis McGee Sports Talk Carolina with Andre White and Neek Emerson. Sports Talk Money Podcast with Elliot Johnson. Power 803 with Reverend John Robinson. Totally Healed Radio with Angel Anderson. Bless This House Gospel House with Bishop Timothy Henderson. And It's a Way Out and a Way to Stay Out with Marlon Reed. I'm talking about absolutely the best talk show host in the country right here. I never had it so good, 101.1, the world's World radio, radio station. Spreading the word of the Lord through music ministry on Gospel 107. We're live on NHISG 101.1 every Sunday. Gospel music from legends Lee Williams, Rance Allen, and Shirley Caesar. Join us for Sunday service delivered by Pastor Regina Johnson, Pastor Russell Moore, and Pastor Johnny Ray Noble. Bible study with Pastor Aaron B. Williams and Christian Talk Radio with Pastor Annette Watson, Pastor Annie Sally, Pastor Warren Sally, and Benita Coney. Gospel 107. Every Sunday, I Never Had It So Good
2: 101.1.
1: I'd like to welcome you back to Refresh. This is Regina Johnson, your host. Um... And if you have missed the first segment of the show, you have um, the opportunity to plug back in after the show is over and you can get to the replay. You definitely don't want to miss this show today. Um, We have uh, a very wonderful guest uh, who has been challenged, been challenged with faith and confidence uh, um, in this past year um, to stand. We have with us, Miss Myra Nicole. Welcome back to the show, Myra. All
2: right. Hey, everyone.
1: <laughs> well, before we went to break, we were discussing that you were uh, um, uh, on Mother's Day, actually, of this past year. You um, uh, thought you were having just a seizure um, as you were driving home. You didn't know you were having a seizure. You, you just said before you left that it felt like you were uh, being electrically shocked uh, to find out that you were having uh, a seizure there in your car to so go to your home and realize you had uh, you had a few more from um, uh, there. They took you to the hospital. Um, you end up having tests done, and you find out that you had two tumors on your brain. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am.
3: Um,
1: I, I want to tell you how I, I found out about it. Was that, um, the, oh, man, I almost said Nicole. Um, okay. uh, uh, Lord, I just went blank. I can't believe okay. it. Natalie, um, she sent me a long message and she was saying, she called me mom and said, She's saying, Mom, I need for you to pray. And my cousin, and she began to tell me, Myra, and I, you know her, and, and as she starts telling me about the situation, she says, I, We need you to pray. Well, when they're saying they need you to pray, this is like maybe a day before you're getting ready to have surgery or the day of that you're getting ready to have surgery. And so one thing that I noticed during that time was you had immediately, which it looked that way to me, correct me if I'm wrong, you had a support system that was out of this world. You had family members and church members that all rallied on your behalf in prayer, fighting for you um, to get a positive report, fighting for your health and your strength. Uh, how blessed you must have felt during that time.
3: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I am definitely, definitely blessed. And uh, I have so many people and just, People that are friends of my aunt or friends of my uncle, or you know, people from my you know, cousin's church or from here or from there, writing me letters telling me they're praying for me and you know, sending uh, funding to my GoFundMe account. Just everything I have like my little hashtag and it says, God's in control. Uh-huh. And sometimes, uh, what uh, my aunt told me, God doesn't wear a watch so we can't expect it to be like (laughs) you know on our time it's going to be in his time but just the whole even from the beginning from me being able for my first seizure for me having enough like sense to stop my car before I had that seizure because I could have gotten an accident I could have hurt like hurt myself or hurt someone else
1: Right. and
3: then you know second that I fall and hit my neck I could have broke my neck you know but everything was fine and then so just time after time just little things little blessings that come in the in the you know the tragedy
2: right. And, right and
3: that has to do with you know my support system and the amount of people I have praying for me oh, yeah. and people who maybe didn't didn't know the greatness of our God or didn't know you know how this works are seeing all these people praying and And, you know, putting prayers up there or the motivational or Bible verses and and getting to get little seeds planted everywhere, Um, which I always say, I was telling my sisters were kind of, you know, upset. They're like, why you? Like, why does it have to be you? And I said, well, you know, God is going to use me to reach out to other people because they're going to see, like, uh, we just had to keep a positive attitude. And, you know, God doesn't promise. We're not promised tomorrow. Right. so if he if he has to use me in this situation in order to bring more people to his kingdom, then I'm honored to do so yeah. but i really I really feel like it's it's bigger than the cancer, and I'm really not scared of the cancer what was because I've got so much um support and so many people praying for me right and uh you know just so many people backing me up, what was hard and what was definitely the hardest to deal with is the not having any insurance.
1: Okay, uh-huh. let's let, let's let's jump into that, and uh, I'm just gonna kind of sidebar this thing for just quickly. I'm gonna tell you what: if you're not praying for her, if you're not engaged in this in any kind of way, uh, you need to. It has been a blessing. When I tell you a blessing, it's almost like read your Bible, say your prayers, pray for Myra, expect God to move on your behalf. I kid you not. It is like um, it is like uh, probably the, uh, just a blessing. We can physically see God moving. It's like something's missing from my diet if we remove uh, Myra out of it. Our prayer time in the mornings, which is like at five a.m., it, it feels off we miss that day and we don't get to pray and call your name out. And since we started calling your name out, there have been about four other people who have had some form of a lymphoma, Um, you know, it is is crazy. But we're watching God move. So I, I thank you for the privilege just to even be able to pray with you, to just pray. I feel the presence of the Lord in just being connected in prayer, Myra. So if you wonder if he's using it, I'm here to tell you as a living witness. It took, I stopped thinking about my own situation and just put all of my energy into praying and trusting and believing God for you. While my daughter was in the process of them determining whether she had cancer or not, we spent time, both she and I, we prayed for you. We yeah. prayed for you. Our room, it was so crazy. Our room was right across. M.D. Anderson. We were at Texas Children, and our window opened up right to uh, M.D. Anderson and while you were there, we spent time praying for you. So I thank God. So if there's anyone that's listening and you aren't praying, go beyond yourself and your own problems and, and allow God to use you as a channel, a through way for someone else because I can personally say, I, I, have, I have enjoyed the journey. I've enjoyed being a part of this with you in a very small way, but a big way because prayer moves mountains. So, okay, so you're there in the hospital. Um, you find out that you have the two tumors. You've already had brain surgery. They cannot remove the tumors because um, they have, uh, uh, they're in such a way where it's hard to remove them they're basically in the, to just paint a picture, they're in the crevices of the brain, like almost like netting. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And so you find this out. Instantly, I would think, okay, what's our next step? The thing that you're hit with is what? Well,
3: they basically tell us, like, okay, she's stable. We're sending you home. And my mom did not take that for an answer. <laughs> so... Uh, she is My mom is a nurse She's been a nurse for 27 years And she's like I'm taking you to MD Anderson So they can look at you there And so she took me straight over to MD To the ER And they started examining me And checking the slides And all this stuff And they basically kind of told her the same thing Well, she's I've got B-cell uh, lymphoma Of the CN, CNS lymphoma
1: uh-huh. And, and, they and said, explain that to someone That's not aware of what What you're saying
3: so, as far as I understand, your cells are supposed to look like little happy faces. Right. The way the doctor did it, right. like little little happy faces, and mine look like little uh, Pac-Man ghosts. Okay. So they're like they're abnormal. Right. And they're so, uh, so that's what the cancer tumors are, and the lymphomas in the brain. Well, the doctors are saying uh, this type of cancer is mostly seen in you know seventy one and above, like men, it's not, and he's like, and it's gotta be somewhere else in her body because lymphoma doesn't just pop up in the brain, and that's no. it. it, not has normally to be somewhere else, not normally <laughs> so they send me for scans, and there's nothing they, yeah. they can't find anything, not even he's like even like a little tiny, tiny, tiny tumor or anything. He's like, we can find something, and they find absolutely nothing, so it's it becomes a very interesting case for the doctors,
2: right,
3: so um. You know, they're like she's 32. She's healthy. Her blood pressure is good. She has no other like medical issues, and they're just you know very intrigued. But um, with uh, the doctor said with the no insurance, we there's really nothing we can do.
1: So again, when you but, heard that, you're like, I know when you when your mom told me that, it made me so mad. I couldn't even I I couldn't even understand that. You're telling me the treatment that I need, you have it but I don't have the insurance and you know how serious it is that I'm treated. And, uh, we're just, we're, we're going to send you home. Yeah. But it
0: was, your, it mom
1: was taking, your mom wasn't taking, your mom would not take that at all. No. And, they would, <laughs> and they would ask me,
3: they would say like, Oh, do you have any children? I said, no, I don't have any children. I'm like a, like a list maker. Wow. So I'm going to like make my list and I'm going to follow my list. And I've always been like that. So I had always said, you know, I don't want to have children out of wedlock, and I want to be married for a year in a healthy marriage. Well, I didn't make that, so I don't have any children. Right. And they're like, well, if you have a child, this would have helped. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, or if, if you were from another country, we could get you emergency <laughs> assistance. And I was like, wait, so I have I have two jobs where I pay taxes right. because, I, because I couldn't afford the $600 a month for insurance. <laughs> I'm being punished. Okay, I get it, right? So I I did uh, definitely have a little bit of a funk funky mood for a while because I was like, I just can't, I don't understand this, Lord. I don't. Right. I don't understand it. And we, well, Andy uh, Anderson has a um, funding where, I mean, they get a lot of donations and stuff. But they have programs that you can apply for.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So we started applying for the program, different grants and different this and different that. And uh, then they lost our paperwork multiple times.
1: Okay, let's stop that. When they lost the paperwork, oh my goodness, you were like all done. Yeah. You were done. Like it was all done. And then you had another episode, you're placed back in the hospital, uh-huh. you get out, uh, you're thinking, we're just going to pick right up where I left off, everything's going to be okay. And they lost your paperwork.
3: Yes, they did end up doing, uh, I did go, I have gotten two treatments because my seizures were getting so bad. There were multiple seizures back to back, like seven or eight. Right. And so, um, doctor, one of the doctors, if, when he examined me, he was like, we can give you all the seizure medication. But from the first scan that we took to the second scan, which is like two weeks apart, he said, your tumors have already grown. The only thing that he's like, it's not going to get any better unless we do chemo. So, you know, Angel from the Lord, you know, he just came right. and he said, you don't have the insurance, we'll worry about payment later. You need to get treatment. Okay, so let's. he sent, let, he sent let, me in for chemo.
1: Let's stop right there. And we're going to have to take another break. This is so good. It's going so fast. <laughs> but we'll be right back with Myra Nicole on Refresh. You're listening to Regina Johnson, your own.
2: for love
1: you guys back to Refresh. This is Regina Johnson, your host. I hope you have been listening to the first half of the show. If you have not, I want to remind you that you can go back and download the show after it's open. We'll be sure and upload it so you can grab it because you don't want to miss this show. Our host today is Ms. Myra Nicole who is absolutely incredible. When I tell you a warrior in Christ and in life, that's exactly who this woman is. She is a tremendous blessing to those that know her, her family, and her friends, and is a fast friend of NHISG Sports Media. I want to welcome you back to the second portion of the show. Myra, uh, thank you so much for being here, being a part.
3: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really
1: appreciate it. Well, I'm hoping this won't be the last time. And our next show, will be able to tell them how you whip cancer's butt. And uh, you know going to teach <laughs> others how to stand firm and watch it happen, uh, trusting God. So let's just jump right in because you really have a lot to share. Um, so you lose the pay- they lose the paperwork. You yeah. finally get the support. And I want to back up for those that don't know, you've been diagnosed with a, uh, a form of a lymphatic cancer, uh, two tumors in the brain, where it is necessary. You're inoperable, so it's necessary that you take chemo, and you had no insurance. I went through a divorce a year ago, been working on your own, have no children, uh, and you get down to the meat of this thing, find out that you're ill and you have no insurance. And, uh, but a way has been made. So let's back it up just a little bit. So you find out you need it. The tumors are growing without the chemo, but yet and still that you couldn't be treated. Could you just, before we even get into you, uh, just yours, what is it that you would say to someone that's in the same boat that you are in? You find out that you're in a difficult situation. And insurance is just not there.
3: Um, I, I can be honest with you. In the beginning, it was really, really hard for me to even, you know, I don't. I think if I didn't have such a strong um, backing of people praying for me, I don't know if I would be able to make it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, so I think most important is to, you know, look to the Lord because I as People do the hashtag Myra Strong and I and I I feel, in all honesty, I feel like I'm I'm weak. Uh, definitely without the Lord, I'm weak, and He's the one that's strong. So, it um, it becomes very easy to doubt when you have like thing after thing after thing that seems to be going negative. Um, but you have to have faith, and I know. when I would get my MRIs or my scans and stuff, I would try to recite whatever verses would come to my mind. And uh, one that would always come is is be still. Mm -hmm. Be still and know that I am God. And so I would just have to, you know, pull myself out of whatever funk because with the no insurance and them telling me time and time again, like, oh, well, you don't have children? You don't have children? You don't have this? We can't help you. And, uh, you know, losing the paperwork, it it was really hard. And I would just say to keep pressing on because – Numerous times, you know, I had my, my mom and my sisters um, and refilling out the paperwork and resubmitting the paperwork and resubmitting the paperwork. And it was just uh, probably a lesson for us um, to learn, but uh, patience and, you know, perseverance. And there's all sorts of things, and it's, it's a little bit easier once you kind of made it over that hump to look back and say, like, oh, that's what this was about. Like, it was about us, you know... Like, how bad do you want this?
1: Right. Like, are you going
3: to be able to stay positive? Are you going to be able to still <laughs> praise me while you're not getting what you want?
1: Right. Do
3: you want this, you know, you want this, but, you know, you're going to have to wait for it. And, you know, it's, the, it's, a, it's a lesson and stuff. Um, so it was a really it was a really difficult time uh, and not having the insurance. And, and I really feel that this whole cancer thing and the no insurance, I feel like it's something greater. I think it's about bringing more people to hear about uh, God and how great he is. And then also, um, I do plan on, once this is over, looking into ways to make insurance, you know, more accessible to people like myself that are hardworking, no criminal background, no no um, issues, pay taxes, and, and be able to have, there has to be something that can be done as far as insurance for, you know, young Americans, because it's very hard to afford on your own, if you're single, on your own income, uh, with the average income and everything like that. And there's so many, not only myself, but a lot of my cousins and stuff around my age don't have insurance either, because after the age of 24, you can no longer be insured under your parents. So if if you don't have a, a job where they offer you insurance that's affordable, you know, there's so many young Americans without insurance that would be in the very same situation that I'm in. Right.
1: Right. You know, or even the criteria adjusting, because yeah. I think that when it comes down to something like this, it seems like there should be a way for something to be, uh, there should be an override, um, especially yeah. when it comes down to life or death. This is needed for me to be able to survive. How yeah. does insurance become a bigger issue? How does yeah. it become a bigger issue than my life? I mean, I understand that. You know, there are bills that have to be paid, and people that are working, doctors, have to be paid. And I know that lights don't just automatically, supernaturally stay on, or do they, <laughs> at the hospitals, you know. So I'm not saying that, you know, we should just give away, you know. Uh, but I believe that maybe the criteria should be adjusted. I don't know how that works, but, but I, I feel like it is. I've been fortunate enough to have always had insurance, Um I've been married for most of my adult life, and so, you know, that has never been an issue. Um, but when I saw that with you, it became very, very real. So we, we find out, uh, you find out uh, that, you know, it, you have to have it. There's even a delay of time where you could not be treated. Let's talk about that. There is a space in time where you they just wouldn't treat you. Um,
3: yeah. yeah, I got the uh, first two treatments um, We went in through the emergency room And so there is a, a law, I believe, or something in Texas Where if it's an emergency, you go to emergency room They have to treat you and stabilize you So the doctor, like he said, the only way to stabilize me was to do chemo So I did get two treatments of chemo And um, I went into the hospital, to the ER I was having really bad um, muscle spasms Where uh-huh. my whole body was spasming up Mm -hmm. So I went back into the ER, and then they diagnosed me with pneumonia. So I spent 14 days in the ER, I mean, sorry, in the ICU, Uh Uh, 14 days in the ICU, no food, no water, (laughs) no shower.
1: (laughs) Mm.
2: (laughs)
3: Yeah, that was not fun. It was not fun for anyone. (laughs) So numerous posts and stuff, but uh, with the pneumonia, it had lowered my immune system to where they could not, do a chemo
1: treatment. So and that wasn't that wasn't that long ago. We're talking no. about last month or this month, at the beginning this month. of this month, yes. right? We're still in July.
3: Yeah, I was discharged on the 20th, and, and I was discharged with oxygen because my O2 levels were but basically they stabilized me and discharged me with the oxygen and with um, the antibiotics, and I had to finish the antibiotics. But I had um, appointments scheduled, and so I called to check on the appointments um, to see what
1: what was going to be the deal, and uh, they told me they would not be able to see me because I had a hundred and ninety thousand dollar balance that needed to be paid okay, and so you to- hear this: you have just wrapped up having pneumonia um you know, and you are in like a you, you were in a real fight um because that's not something easy either, just for someone whose immune uh system is not compromised, and so um you come out have an appointment and say we can't see you cuz you have a bill. Well, you know you have a bill cuz you don't have insurance. Yeah. So your thoughts go to what?
3: Uh my thoughts go to like I don't know. I just I honestly was in a real funk for a couple days and I had to uh get myself out of it. I had to watch uh different pastors and different motivational things and just really try to to focus on something Better because again, they had misplaced my paperwork, and we're working on turning this in and faxing this in and still working on this this paperwork
1: stuff. Let me ask you this, Mara. When they're they're misplacing your paperwork, is anybody saying, you know, we know she had it, let's just keep moving? Or they're like, you got to fill it out all over again.
3: We have to fill it out and
1: send it back over again. (laughs) Okay. It
3: ended up being a, a miscommunication between, you know, this department and that department, which, I mean, Emmy Anderson is so busy. They're, oh, they're yeah. Just, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah.
1: yeah there's, there's and they're so amazing. People, We're not taking so anything away from them because they are absolutely amazing. People, oh, yeah. So the, the doctors and, yes. and everybody that yeah. I've dealt
3: with have been great. It's just I, I think they might be a little bit overwhelmed and overworked <laughs> because I've been there in the ER where the, the ER is full and then they have 20 plus patients in the hallway would need to get assistance as well. So I know that they're very busy. And, uh, so we're dealing with that, turning stuff in and going back and forth. But they, you know, told me, I, you, if you can't pay this balance, if you can't pay $190,000, yes, (laughs) then you can't, you can't continue treatment. Like we can't continue to see you at the doctor's and stuff. So I, I had missed two doctor's appointments and I, um, Ended up, I called um, the individual that was handling my paperwork, and she told me again that she did not receive the paperwork. Oh and I said I sent it to a woman, and I I, I really thought um, something was going to happen because when I called and I talked to the lady, her name was Hope. Yeah. And I was like, she's going to be my last hope. <laughs> <laughs> she's my last hope. She's going to get this done for me. Right. So I ended up turning in the paperwork to her, so she got the paperwork in, and. um I uh, spoke to the other lady, and she's like, oh, I don't I don't have it. You're going to need to resend it. <laughs> You're going to need some more help. And, and I was like, oh, I need some more help. I need some more, some more patients. <laughs> and, uh, no, I ended up uh, calling and speaking to administration and kind of explaining my situation because I'm like, this is getting really serious. And when the, it comes up for me needing the chemo, my body knows.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So my, my left side of my body goes, you know, No, right, you know, yeah, like my leg, I can't really move it, and, you know, my my bones start to hurt and everything, and um, I'm not having any seizures or any spasms, but they do have me on very high doses of medication for that, to control that, Mm -hmm. Um, so I called, and I just explained my story, and within two hours, they called me back, and they said, we have all of your documents, we have everything together, and you are covered.
1: Wow, wow. Yeah, it it was
3: it was definitely, definitely a hard situation, but I, I would just recommend to anybody who's dealing with it, although it's really difficult and can get very tiresome to just, you know, persevere just to continue, continue on and trust that God really is in control because otherwise you'll just lose it.
1: <laughs> okay, so while you're doing this, I want to back up to something you said. When you're going through something like this, You're not the only one that's going through that, and I can really share that from a personal perspective. You're not the only one that's being challenged. While you're going through this, I can tell you this from just my personal experience. I found myself in a place where I would try to pretend that things were better than what they were to make people around me better. Did you ever find yourself in that place? Where you didn't want them to be worried or concerned or you know where you felt like you were kind of bearing a little bit more of the load than was necessary
3: um i I definitely um now was a very independent person-huh I don't like people doing stuff for me I like to do it my way a certain way and get things done mm-hmm. like how I like to do them so I know that that was that was kind of hard because I wanted to be able to do my own stuff and everything was kind of taken for I you know I lost my I, I couldn't work anymore I lost my apartment I lost my my uh, ability to drive and everything so, so I tried to make it as as easy as possible and try to stay as positive especially in the in the public eye
2: right you know right. and
3: kind of handle my fears and stuff internally with myself right,
1: right. what would you advise someone else if you could we're helping someone through that portion of this journey. What is one of the things? I know holding on to God, but just that thing, what is that thing that you would want to share uh, with an individual that's in the place where you are, that's in a serious fight, but definitely a winnable fight? Yeah, I, well, I think with God all fights that are
3: winnable. I just mean, mm-hmm. Sometimes they're not winnable in the way that you see them. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So I I know like I can say with my uh divorce, my marriage I would have seen it a different way.
1: Mm-hmm. But that
3: was if that wasn't technically in God's plan and I think he had the right mindset and I think it was more of a preparation for what was to come.
1: Mhm. Um,
3: but I think the most important thing which is something I struggle with is staying positive.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
3: Is just staying positive, um, through it all because Worrying about, about stuff and, and being in a bad mood, it just it doesn't do anything but affect, you know, yourself in a negative way and then the people around you
1: as well. So, I think one of the things, too, that, um, that you have to um, remember and that others in the midst of a journey, that's why uh, God, he places people around us. Because when you don't feel well, that's a natural response. Mm-hmm. That's a natural response. Um, and, and so, you, you know, it's hard to be chipper and like, yes, it's all, even though you have a knowing down in your knowing that everything is going to be okay, but that's why, um, support systems like your mom and, and, uh, uh, your siblings and your cousins, your dad, your, you know, whomever else, your support systems, church members, you know, um, that's why they are important, and I think that's why it's important that we each remember that when our day is just pressing on, you're still in a battle. The person, our loved one, our friend who is fighting this thing daily, they're still in the battle and that it's important that we don't get so caught up in our life that we forget our lives, that we forget to continue to check on them to call, and not only just you. This is one thing, and I really felt bad because I, I probably hadn't checked in on your mom like how I would like to um, because my life's been a little chaotic here over the past two weeks. Um, this month has been really, really crazy for us. Um, but it's important that even your support systems are supported, that they too are undergird. And uh, I I don't know your mom really well, but I sure love her already. She's amazing. She kind of just I met her really through Facebook. She kind of plugged in uh, to my post, and then I had the opportunity to meet her at a family gathering uh, with Natalie uh, about about maybe three years ago. And uh, she's absolutely amazing. So that's something else too that I'd like to put out there is, you know, the support systems. Need to be undergirded, especially when they're that close, and especially when it's like a mom, because even though you are an adult, you're her baby. <laughs> yeah, you're you're her. Ba- I'm sure she reminds you of that. You know, when we don't want that. You know, them to be right up front and center for everything, but God knows that we we need them. We need them, Myra. We're coming down to, to the end of the show. We have four minutes. Uh, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna split it with you because I gotta close it out. Maybe in the next few minutes, go ahead and share your heart. Speak to someone out there that might be in this journey. Tell them what you would want them to hear today.
3: Um, for someone who's on a on a journey on a, and on a trial, I just would probably want to say just focus, focus on the Lord and His promises. Uh, the the Bible is just full of his promises, and, and that's where the truth lies. So uh, if you're feeling discouraged or down, I, uh, I would just encourage you to pray uh, really uh, affirmations of thanks. Because there's so many things you can thank God for. And I really took for granted the ability to breathe until they had me hooked up to a machine.
2: And I was mm-hmm. unable
3: to breathe on my own.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
3: thought, like, that's the first day when I didn't have to use my oxygen. I just said, like, oh, my gosh, thank you, Lord, I can breathe on my own. Like, my lungs are working on mm-hmm. my own. And there's just so many things. You can, like, oh, I have cancer. Or, oh, I have, you know, this or I have that. But there's so many other things that you can thank God for. I Thank you for that I can see. Thank you that I have hands that, that work. Thank you that I have feet that work. And you you spend your time thanking, you spend less time hurting.
2: To move. Wow.
3: So I, I would just, that would be my only, I mean, advice would be, you know, to just be thankful for the things you can be thankful for. You yeah. know, because it's very easy to look at the glass half empty. Um, but if you focus on other things, and there's, you know, I, I really am blessed to have so many people that, uh, care about me and have been there for me and prayed for me and lifted me up when I can't lift myself because, like you said, it is hard when you're sick or something. You, you're not always going to be chipper. But uh, I know that I try to use those sort of tools and stuff to help get me through through the day.
1: Well, Myra, I, I want to just thank you so much for, uh, for being my guest. And before I go, would you please give them uh, your GoFundMe? Uh, information, uh, because beyond just having the hospital bills paid, there's life, and so you still need that support too. And so, what is that information? Uh,
3: give me one second.
1: Okay. If you don't, if you don't have it, what we can do is we'll make sure that we post it uh, again um, right after the show. We'll put it up, um, and so don't even worry about that. But again, I want to thank you so much. For being on the show today, you are an inspiration. Uh, I, I know that the listeners today were blessed by what you said and hopefully someone that's in their own journey. And it doesn't even have to be cancer. It could be whatever is your hard battle, that if you will just trust in God, that he will make a way when there seems like there is no way. Remember that we all need each other and that no man gets there alone. Hey, guys, you have been listening to Refresh. I'm Regina Johnson, your host. I hope to see you next week at the same time, same channel. Again, happy birthday, princess. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Myra. You've been listening to Refresh.